Welcome back to the Business Launch Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Ann Jimenez. And today we're going to be talking about how to transition from a service based business into more of that passive income stream. This is something that we have seen over and over and over and over and over again through the years. And we want to avoid some of the common pitfalls that you might have as you're going through the process of transitioning your service-based business into maybe selling more of courses or hybrid system or going into digital downloads and digital offers. And let me tell you, this is something that can be very challenging. We see it all the time because it's very much a different business model. And oftentimes the strategies that we're used to when it comes to selling services don't translate into the online world. So I'm going to share so literally 10 years of experience with you in today's episode. Not to mention, I'm going to be talking about what we see Chris and I constantly inside the business lounge as we coach and mentor our students throughout our different programs. And this is truly something that we feel like we're experts at because we've we've seen it happen over and over and over again, and we want to avoid that for you. So I'm excited. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Business Lounge Podcast, where each week we unpack the hottest online marketing and business strategies so you can grow your business, increase your bottom line, and make a bigger impact. And now, here's your host, Kimberly Ann Jimenez. All right, familia, so here is the truth. Here's the reality. When it comes to running a service-based business, it really is one of the most profitable online businesses that you can run. Whether you are offering social media services or you are a virtual therapist or you offer something like coaching, consulting, maybe you have some kind of expertise. You maybe do audits or even if you do services in the real world, meaning maybe you have a spa or like us in our first startup, you have some kind of blue collar service like we did with our moving and furniture installation service. And so selling a service is one of the easiest ways to get started because it really does not require a ton of capital to get started. Not just that, but a service is something that people are used to, that they associate value with. And so selling a service is a lot easier than say selling an online course or a membership or some kind of virtual workshop or digital download. And so I'd like to say that whenever you are starting a business online, services are usually the easiest place to start. It might not be the easiest thing to sell, by the way, but it's a lot easier than maybe selling something digital. And so if we were to put it in a hierarchy, this is what I would say. I would say that, and this is, by the way, what I tell my coaching clients and my students. So you're getting really good insight here. When you're starting out, products are the easiest thing to sell online. And I would argue that products are probably the easiest thing to sell in the real world too. Why? Because they're tangible. They have value associated with them because people can see them, they can touch them, they can feel the product. And so products sell extremely well, right? Think about Amazon and think about Apple. 
On the other side of the spectrum, with the hardest thing to sell is probably online courses and training and education. And the reason for that, even though we have established educational institutions that charge, you know, 200 to 300% more than what the average potential course might be, talking about traditional university and, you know, Some people spend upwards of a quarter million dollars just in their traditional education and they're unwilling to spend $100 online for a course, which is understandable if we break it down. But my point is this, when you're looking at what to sell online, services make a lot of sense because unlike products, even though they're a little bit harder to sell because they're invisible, They still aren't as hard as courses because there is that direct benefit. Someone feels like, you know, you got them from point A to point B, and that is worth the actual cost of whatever it is that you're selling as a service. But with products, it's really challenging to get started because you have a lot of upfront expenses. And so depending on how you're selling, if you're selling in an actual physical retail store, that's a lot, right? You're you're talking about retail space, you're talking about staff, you're talking about um, all of the manufacturing costs, you're talking about raw goods, all of this is expensive. And so services make a lot of sense, right? Especially if you're running them online, because you have even less of that upfront cost, you can just get them started in a weekend. And that is very attractive. But services also have a downfall. And I can attest to this, not just in my own business, but our first business that we started together, Chris and I, we talked to you about this at length, but just in case there's new listeners, we started our first business locally and it was a local moving and furniture installation company. And that grew to multiple seven figures. We actually grew it really big. We had um, upwards of 300 seasonal employees. We did massive furniture installation projects with four of the major furniture uh, manufacturing companies in the United States. And we had projects in, I don't know, probably 30 plus states. It was pretty amazing. It grew really fast into a big machine. But we started very humbly. And the reality of services is it's difficult to scale a service-based business. And we found this not just in our local-based business, right? But we also found this um, when I started my business as a solo entrepreneur, right? I was selling my social media marketing services and later on an agency. And that was really, really awesome. It was very fulfilling. I loved the one-on-one interaction. But we had problems scaling that too. And so really there's two ways that you can scale a service-based business. Number one, you can decide to charge more, right? So you can charge more, you can keep your business very boutique, very lean and mean, or you can decide to hire more people who can offer the service for you. And so we did both those models, right? With my social media marketing um, business, I decided I wanted to charge more because I knew eventually I wanted to sell courses and teach and do train and do all that fun stuff. And with the service-based business that was locally, right, our our moving company, we then decided, okay, obviously we can't be doing the moves every single time. We can't be installing the furniture ourselves. We need help. That was an obvious way of scaling that business. But with that came a lot of overhead and a lot of complications. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. (laughs) Until you actually get a worker's compensation 
um, policy bill, you have not experienced the hardship of running a business in the physical world. It is definitely really challenging. I think our first workers comp policy was $30,000. And I, I don't think we had yet reached multiple six figures. So that was a massive, massive um, payment. And then after that, we had like quarterly payments and it would change constantly. Anyway, it was a headache. And that really is what service-based businesses become at some point. And I'm not saying that you can't scale them really big and do amazing things, but when we're looking at the online business space and what we see in our particular niche with most of our students is that they get burnt out. They're normally going the solo route with maybe one assistant or maybe two or three people in the business that help them with booking clients and creating content and doing all the things that are required for you to grow a really successful online business. But eventually they get burnt out with doing one-on-one client work. It's exhausting. Sometimes seasons change, their life changes because maybe they had a baby or they got married or they just got to a point in their life where they just want to do something that's that feels more impactful. Maybe they want to actually be able to help more people and they realize that they have a big wait list, right? And that people are getting upset because they can't work with them one-on-one and they feel like they missed that opportunity. So services get tricky once you're reaching the skill stage. So once you, and again, I'm, I'm using these references because I love, love, love using this idea of the online success path. And um, we have six stages, right? We talk about that all the time inside the business launch. We have a full success path for you guys with courses and training and all that awesome stuff. But if you want a free version, like the, the bare bone version, definitely go over to KimberlyHimenez.com forward slash success dash path. And that'll be linked also in the blog that accompanies this episode. But you can download what that those stages really look like so you know what stage you're in. And I would also highly recommend that you check out season one of this episode. I'm sorry, of this podcast, not this episode. Season one of this podcast where I break down those six stages of online business into two individual episodes. And so we're going to do a rerun of that very soon, but I wanted you to have an idea for what does that look like? And so when you're starting out, particularly in a service-based business, launching, validating, hustling, right? When you're starting to see momentum and you're reaching the breakthrough uh, profit and scale stage. So right after breakthrough, most of us start seeing that intense struggle of feeling burnt out. And we often see that in our in our community with, with our students and especially now that we're doing more of a coaching program, it's a big pain point. And so as you start nearing that skill stage, it can be challenging to figure out like what route do you take? And so here are most what usually happens is when you're in the service space, people come to us and they're like, listen, I've done services for so long. I would love to transition into selling more passive offers. Um, I hear courses are the way to go. And so we'll see a ton of issues with that where they will close up shop, right, with their service-based business. And this is something I did too, by the way. And it was a massively painful and almost cost me my business, literally. And they will full force go in, create a course, not really have an audience built, not have an email list, and then launch it, and then they get absolute crickets. And so 
I want to avoid that pain for you because we have so many people that come to us absolutely frustrated, in tears, like completely deflated, feeling like a failure because they were at the top of their game, maybe making multiple six figures when they wanted to transition into selling courses or more passive offers, and it just completely tanked. So if you're in that boat, whether you've tried it before and you failed or you're thinking about starting your um, kind of on the online side of your business or maybe the passive income side of your service-based business, here are four important steps that you need to take as you move forward in that process. So number one, you need to understand whether it's a good time to transition in your service-based business. And Here's something that I I tell our clients all the time that's really important. You don't want to get to a point where you are so burnt out that you don't have enough energy to build an actual passive, more passive, because nothing is truly, truly passive, right? When when I'm talking passive, I'm using that as an umbrella term to say, okay, courses, membership, digital products, whatever that looks like for you. Transitioning into that takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of of building and a lot of skill set when it comes to marketing. You can't just not have invested in a website, not have invested in building your audience on social media, not have built traffic channels, not have built an email list, and then expect for people to just buy because it's so much easier to sell a service, especially online. It's so much easier, right? You book a discovery call and you have a conversation with someone face-to-face. You get to see what their objections see and hear what their objections are, right? You can tell whether something's landing for them or not by the tone of their voice or if you're doing Zoom, right, the actual gestures that they're making on their face. And so it's a lot easier to adjust your marketing message or your sales message into a conversation that's seamless and flows. That's not the case for online selling when you're literally just creating emails and writing email copy and writing sales copy and doing webinars and doing videos That kind of thing is totally different. It's an art and a science, right? There's a methodology involved. But if you don't know your audience, you're going to be in trouble. It's going to be crickets and it's going to be very challenging to then pivot that marketing message because you don't have that instant feedback. So you need to start looking into transitioning. And really, this is like two-tiered here, right? Because Usually if you're burnt out and you're feeling burnt out, if you feel like you've reached a ceiling with scalability and you don't want to bring in a partner or somebody else to expand your practice or expand your service-based business, and maybe you're in a different stage, maybe um, a lot of, actually a lot of entrepreneurs come to us because they're ill, right? They've, They've hit adrenal, extreme adrenal fatigue. Maybe they have gut issues like we've had, Chris and I, in the past. Maybe they're having hormonal problems. Lots of chronic illness with entrepreneurs that maybe cause them to have to shift because seeing clients is too exhausting. If you're kind of in that boat where you're like, I know that I need to transition outside of a service-based business. I need to move into more passive offers. Then I want you to start thinking about, okay, awesome. Do you have enough experience to start transitioning into more of a teaching or um, educational business, right? Because oftentimes, here's the deal. You need to 
actually know your stuff, to start creating courses that transform people's lives, to start creating memberships that make an impact, that make a difference, to transition into some kind of hybrid model where you're teaching and training and also maybe offering some kind of service that is impactful and that makes a difference. And so oftentimes, if you haven't really dug your teeth in and worked with clients one-on-one for enough time, I'll tell you, I did not transition into actually teaching until I had been in business and have worked with over 100 entrepreneurs one-on-one. And that's real. That's actually real. 50 of um, my clients, I worked with 50 clients one-on-one doing the stuff for them, right? Doing marketing for them, actually building up their social media accounts, creating marketing campaigns. I spent over seven figures in Facebook ads before I even opened up my own business. That's that's how I did it. I, I dug my heels in. I perfected my craft. I mastered it. I got involved, right? I, I literally rolled up my sleeves and got down in the trenches doing the work. That's what it takes. And then I transitioned into consulting, right? So then I transitioned into consulting four years in. And after that, Right after that, like probably a year and a half after I transitioned into consulting, then I launched the Business Lounge. And so teaching is something that you earn. It's not something that you just go out and you read a couple books and all of a sudden you're an expert. I don't like that advice that I hear often from leaders in the space where it's like, you know, you're an expert as long as people are you know, the people that you're teaching are three steps behind you. And it's like, no, you you need some experience, right? Like, yes, maybe you've done it for yourself and that's awesome. But can you do it for other people? And can you do it well for other people? So I don't mean to rid you of confidence or give you more imposter syndrome than you probably already have. But if you have at least gotten results for, let's say, 20 to 30 clients, if you have a couple years under your belt, if you have been able to show serious return on people's investments, then I would say, yeah, okay, cool. You know what you're doing. You have a methodology. You have a unique system. You have something of value that you can then transition into something like a course. And I would say, absolutely, you're probably ready. You're probably ready to start having that conversation, not necessarily closing up shop, you know, firing all your clients and then starting an online business that is fully um, digital, meaning courses, again, memberships, digital products, et cetera. But I do recommend um, having those those conversations to start figuring out what that offer could be, right? What could you potentially sell? And so that kind of leads us into that fourth point of what are some ideas? What are some things that you can offer if you are at that point where you have hit burnout, have hit, you know, maybe some kind, if, you, if you're not burnt out, awesome. Maybe you've hit a scalability ceiling. What can you start thinking about offering? And so I wanted to share a couple ideas with you. Number one, which is something that I think everyone who has a service-based business should think about is, can you do some kind of audit? Can you start, instead of going full on, remember, when you're running a service-based business, it's a lot of work to see clients and do client work. If you think that at the same time, you're going to have all this, you know, leisure time to create a ton of video content for a course or develop this intense curriculum, that's usually a pipe dream. And Honestly, most service-based businesses, 
um, that's our tendency, right? It's to like over deliver with our courses, partially because we have a little bit of imposter syndrome. We don't yet have the confidence to say, you know, I can teach this stuff because we've been doing one-on-one for so long. Hey you, sorry to interrupt this episode, but did you hear? We have fan mail on the podcast, which means that now you get to text us your questions, your suggestions for future episodes, and you also get to give us feedback on what you like and don't like about the show. So from any of the episodes on your favorite podcast app, you'll see in the description right up top, it's going to say, text me a question. You can follow that link and send us a text message and we'll get it right into our podcast app, which is so amazing because now I don't have to tell you guys, hey, go follow us on Instagram and DM us your questions. You could do it right here from the show. So what are you waiting for? Ask us the question, ask for recommendations, or give us feedback on what our next episode should be all about. Like our friend from Tyler, Texas, who just wrote in and said, hey, I would love to see what it looks like to work with Kimberly. I have products that are not selling. They're great products and we can get them to the cart, but abandon it. Need help with the offer and the process. Is this something you offer? I need eyes on the price. And listen, friend from Tyler, Texas, yes, we do. And we're going to do a whole episode just answering your question because it was that good. And hey, if you want to be shouted out, if you want your questions answered, or if you're just curious about a specific topic that we cover on the show, all you have to do is follow that little link below each episode that says text me a question and you can text us right from your mobile device. All right, back to the show. And that was definitely my trap and I'm coaching currently. (laughs) A couple of our students are going through the same process and I've seen it thousands of times inside the business lounge. So I know this is a common issue. It might not be the issue for you, but hey, if you know someone who's struggling with this, send them this podcast. Do your girl a favor. We want to reach as many people as we can. So if you have an entrepreneurial friend who's kind of struggling with this, let them know, right? Shout them out. Shout your girl out here in the business lounge podcast. Send this to them because the reality is that as we grow and as we develop our skills, we help other people do the same. Like that's the whole idea here, right? Um, a rising tide lifts all boats. Back to the service-based struggle. And so as you're going through this process, most of us want to have this like Kahuna signature program that's $3,000 and it's amazing. And it's like, yo, what it takes to sell a $3,000 product online is intense. You got to have your funnels out in. You got to have your copy just mm chef's kiss, right? You got to have your emails really, really dialed in. You want to have an awesome audience on social media and a solid email list. Uh Uh-uh. We don't have time for that. We just don't have time for that. We need to start taking affordable steps, right? One step ahead of the other. And so one of the best things you can do is start launching something like an audit, something simple that maybe isn't going to take you a huge amount of time isn't your big service-based package, but it's something smaller that you can offer online. Maybe it's just one hour of consulting work and then you deliver that audit for that client instead of bringing them on on a monthly retainer. Or maybe it looks like actually packaging up all of your know-how into a workshop that you can deliver live one time, maybe once a quarter, once a month, something simple that's a little bit less expensive for people who can't afford to actually hire you 
full time. So it's one of those things that you want to start kind of testing the waters, right? It doesn't have to be perfect. You can deliver the content live. There's no need to like stop and outline every little thing that you're going to say and script the videos and then edit them and make sure that your makeup is perfect. No, you show up, right? One time on Zoom, invite everybody, have them sign up on a SamCart page. We love using SamCart. SamCart is a friend of the podcast, although they don't sponsor this show in particular. Highly, highly, highly recommend checking out SamCart, throwing up one of those very, very beautiful, mobily optimized checkout pages that can also serve as a sales page, and then having someone go in and just book your webinar. In fact, one of our coaching clients is doing this right now, and she is killing it. She's growing her audience like crazy on Instagram with reels. And instead of having the signature program, she decided, hey, I just want to test the waters. I want to see what my audience responds to. I want to test my message. I want to refine it. I want to see how people respond before I launch my signature program. And so what I want to do is I just want to go live and do a workshop that I charge, you know, $37 for, $99 for, $300 for, $500 for, whatever makes sense for whatever service you have right now. And then she filled it up. She filled it up. She promoted it on her Instagram account. She got a bunch of people to sign up. I think she got... 200 people to sign up, something like that. Um, she, she charged very little. I think it was $20 product, but she made a good profit, right? She made $4,000 for showing up one day with a bunch of people and she got her toe in the water, which is so, so important. Now that she's done with that workshops, she's now thinking about pivoting into a membership. And so I don't want you to go full blown into a membership when you have a service-based business because it might not make sense right now. It's a lot of work. And sometimes you just want to do something online, right? Sell something smaller first and then think about whether a membership is a good idea for you. But we're, we're going to talk about this later, later on. However, that's a really good example of what you could be doing for your business as you're thinking about testing the waters and starting to transition into more of those passive offers. Another idea Dude, sell a report or an ebook, right? Something digital. You can sell an audio, like a guided meditation. That's another example. One of our um, students inside the business lounge, she was just struggling with what to offer outside of services. She has four babies in her house. She, she's raising them. She's a full-time mom and she teaches too. And so she was like, I can't do more services. I don't have the time. It is not the season for me to do coaching and consulting. So we're like, okay, awesome. I want you to record an audio series on one of the topics that people keep asking you about, the thing that you know that is really, really popular. And so she did. And that's become her next step, right? In that process of having more passive offers. And so that's another thing you want to think about. Can you sell a report? Can you sell an ebook? Can you sell audio and all of those are highly valuable, even if it's just a low cost um, kind of introductory offer. That's still a big win, especially for service based businesses, because you can start building on that passive revenue, learning how do I actually sync up my sales page to my checkout page? How do I automate you know, email sequences to go out when someone purchases? How do I segment my list? How do I promote this on social media? What works? What doesn't? 
All of that is a learning process and you would be so much better served if you did that over the course of maybe the next six months than if you just stopped everything you're doing, created this massive program and then went back and tried to make it work. I want to avoid that heartache for you. Okay, what else can you offer? Live boot camps. This is one of my favorites because you can charge very little and then sell and pitch your services on the bootcamp for people who are ready to work with you. Or you can sell this at a mid-tier price and still make a killing. So our bootcamps are on the higher end. They're $2,000 a seat if you are um, in the public and we spend an entire day with you. We take 12 to 15 people at a time. We hang out the entire day on Zoom. We review your assets and we come up with an awesome plan. So we've done two of these boot camps so far this year. We're doing a third in the fall, all about funnels. We're going to be building funnels with our audience. The first one was writing sales pages that convert. And we wrote sales pages with um, our amazing TBL community. And then we went in on and we actually had a traffic boot camp. That one was last month and it was amazing. Uh, we had 15 people in that one and it was so much fun. We went 10 hours, probably not going to go that long and that's going to be a whole other episode for the future for you guys, but it was an incredible opportunity to do something like a hybrid system, right? Where we are doing one day of training, one day of sort of a service, but it's not a recurring service, right? Chris and I don't have to go in like we do with our private coaching clients inside the Business Launch Coaching Program, where we're in there every day with them on Voxer, answering their questions, reviewing their assets, looking at ways that they can increase their bottom line, helping them and coaching them through obstacles, helping them to expand their businesses, all of that good stuff. So it's really important that you kind of understand that that's a really awesome in-between. You can start with doing live boot camps. Another really great option is looking at maybe doing a hybrid course and slash service. And this is something that's really fun. And, and you can do this in a variety of ways, right? You could have a basic introductory course, something small that maybe you shoot over a weekend and then offer on the back end of that a higher tier where people can have access to you during office hours. And maybe you go live on Zoom, you know, once a week or once a month and you answer their questions. Or you could do it something like of Oxer thread and you put everyone in kind of sort of group coaching in there and you can answer their questions via voice notes back and forth. We've done that and it's awesome. Or you can have the Voxer thread be the product, right? And so that's maybe a different way that you can coach people that's more scalable because it doesn't take you a ton of time to like book that one hour period where you're going to meet with them every week on Zoom and coach them or maybe you don't have to um, show up every day in their business, depending on how your service is set up, thinking of different ways that you can serve them. Hey, Voxer is an awesome tool and you can just Vox back and forth. And if you're not familiar, it's like a walkie talkie style app and you basically just um, voice you know each other back and forth. And that's how we run our coaching program in the business lounge. We're voxing every day back and forth, you know, sending documents, reviewing documents, and then we have deep dive asset reviews. So that's another awesome way that you can start kind of transitioning a very time-consuming service into still a service, but not as time-consuming and delivered 
digitally. I love that idea. Finally, you can have something like a community, right? You can have a paid Facebook group. You can have a paid newsletter. Yes, it's a thing. <laughs> and um, you can literally just charge people for sending them a newsletter with your best insight every single month. And that can range anywhere. You know, there's investing newsletters, guys, that are 500 to $5,000 a month. It just depends on like, you know, how much people are willing to pay for it in your particular niche. So you could charge $5 or $5,000 for a newsletter. So, so many different ideas where you can start dipping your toe in the water and figuring out, okay, how can I make this happen and make it sustainable? Now, before I move on to the final tip I have for you, I wanted to introduce you to somebody that you probably already know, but we got to talk about it, right? So of course, this episode is sponsored by the Business Lounge membership. Starting an online business can be totally overwhelming, y'all, and you probably are piecing together free advice from YouTube, podcasts like this one, and blogs and courses that are all great and well-intentioned, but often give you contradicting and confusing advice. So I get it. It's hard to filter through which strategies you should be implementing right now in the stage of business that you're in versus the ones that you should be stowing away for the future when you're actually ready. And listen, that's exactly why we designed the online success path. I wish that I would have had this amazing tool when I first got started. It would have brought so much clarity and so much direction in my business. I would have been so much farther than I am right now. But that gave me the opportunity to create it for you. And so we broke everything down into six online stages from validation to launching to hustling to breaking through to profiting and finally scaling. And we have an entire roadmap so you always know where you're at in your journey. And you're only taking courses and workshops and training and resources from the stage that you're currently in. That way you're not coming into the program totally lost and confused and you have no clear idea where to start. No, no, no. We have an entire roadmap for you. And by the way, this is one of the things that people rave about inside the business lounge. So we created a tailored path for you. And on top of that, we filled it up with over 30 training courses from everything you might need to know about online marketing, from having an awesome five-day challenge to building incredible funnels, to creating emails that get opened and read and that drive people to actually becoming customers to running traffic and creating ads. All of it is inside the business lounge membership waiting for you right now. So if you're ready to take your online business to the next level, make sure to go to jointhebelounge.com. That's jointhebelounge.com. And if we're closed, definitely join the waitlist because we give first dibs to everyone who has joined the waitlist once we open the doors. I'd love to see you there. It's my best work in one place. And me and Chris are in that community daily, answering questions, sharing advice. Plus, recently we added some live workshops that you're not going to want to miss every single month. We're going live, interacting, teaching on a particular topic, and answering your questions in real time. It is amazing. It's super fun. And the community really is worth just the price of enrollment. So highly, highly recommend joining and would love to see you there. All right. So back to the show. What is the next thing you should be thinking about? Well, in order for you to make this transition work, here's what you need 
to do in order to win. Number one, you need to know your numbers. You need to know your numbers. This is something most people do not even think about, right? Thinking back on the previous point on what kind of offers can you create, if let's say you're wanting to sell a course or a membership, you need to know and have a basic idea of what you're going to price it, right? And from there, you want to look at the time that you would be investing in delivering that product. So let's say that there's a ton of upfront work creating a course. Maybe it's going to take you 20, 30 hours. And that's just ballpark, right? It could be a lot less. It could be a lot more. But if you want to price that course at, let's say, $500, $499 to $1,000, and you're going to put in 20 to 30 hours, well, the investment might not be, you know, huge um, upfront in terms of financials, but you are going to be investing some of your time. So you want to think about all those variables and then you want to think about, okay, what am I charging right now per hour? So oftentimes we sell packages as you should. You should not be charging per hour in your service-based business. Get away from that model as soon as you can, please, for your own sanity and your well-being. But we still want to think think about your product from an hourly standpoint. So if your packages, let's say that you're charging $3,000 per package, right? Depending on how much time you're spending delivering that product, let's say that you spend 10 hours delivering that service every month, then your effective hourly rate before expenses is $300 an hour, as an example. So you want to have a basic milestone, right? So let's say that you want to um, make 50% of what you make in services you want to make with your courses. All right, so let's say that you want to make $7,000 with your specific course and you're charging $500 for each individual seat, right? So every copy or I don't know, however you want to call it, $500 um, per person. So you need about 14 people to buy your program every single month to get to that milestone. So you need to have that understanding, right? If selling one of your clients is giving you $3,000 at the moment, so you just basically have to sell 2.5 clients, you're going to have to go with the volume play. So knowing your numbers is really important because then you can backtrack that and say, okay, so I need to have X amount of people join my email list every month, X amount of people visit my website, X amount of people check out my sales page, to make those numbers. And so that is so, so, so important. You want to also start thinking about, okay, now that I have my milestone, now I need to hit my audience. I need to have visibility. I need to get seen. I need to get in front of people because unlike services, you're really going for a volume play, which means that you need way more customers than in a service, usually, not always, but usually. So you're going to want to start creating content consistently, right? Have your pillar content, start delivering value every week to your people, even if there's, you know, 20 of them on your list. You need to start sending emails. You need to start creating content. You need to start building up that relationship and that authority, And we have so many episodes on this topic. Definitely check out our blog, Um, as well as if you want to dive deep into this, our uh, one of our signature programs, Content Calendar System 2.0, takes you takes you through the entire process of how do you actually build an audience, how do you change the paradigm of 
their actual limiting beliefs or some of the ways in which they might be thinking about your particular niche or your particular, the problem that you're solving? How do you break some of those through content so that you're selling via your content? That's really what Content Calendar System is all about. How do you create content consistently? How do you stay on top of it, especially when you're super busy? So highly recommend checking out that program. But then you also want to build your skills. You want to learn how to write really good emails and really good copy. You want to learn how to create a sales page. Um, I often love talking about the 12-step sales letter formula. It's what we teach in our boot camps and what we teach inside of the business lounge and there's even a template in um, our sales pages that convert program. We're going to start really going through a psychological process of selling people. It's not as easy, y'all, of just just throwing something together. That's not how you sell courses online. It's just it just isn't. A lot of the gurus want you to believe that, but it's not. I see it every day in my community. That was like the harsh truth I had to learn in my business because I was sold this idea that I was just going to transition from services into creating courses and I would be a quadrillionaire. And it's like, no, that's not the reality. It's just not. It takes a lot of work. So hone your skills, really learn how to write, copy, how to create awesome sales pages, learn how to, you know, run ads. What type of traffic do you need to be attracting? Leverage other people's audiences. Basically everything we talk about in this podcast. And then build a, li- a list of at least 5,000 people. I know that seems like so much compared to when you are in the service-based space, but I recently had one of our um, one of our members go through this heart-wrenching process of transitioning from her service-based business into more of a course business. And her first launch failed pretty epically. And she was kind of putting all her eggs in that basket. It was very, very challenging and straining for her financially because she really didn't have many of her service-based clients anymore. But her list was only about 300 people. And you just cannot replace a high-end, multiple six-figure service-based business model with a course model when you haven't built that relationship, when you don't have a big enough of a list. So my initial point is, look, hit 5,000, start creating content. I know that seems like a lot. I get it. I really do. But it's a big insurance. It's a big insurance when you're kind of just putting all your eggs in, in, in that basket. As you're building your service-based business, you could be building your audience and that's what it's about. It's really just leveraging that process and not necessarily thinking that you have to stop everything you have to do to build your list so that then you can sell a course or a membership or a workshop. If you're going to sell something smaller, then you're going to need less people. And I have seen really amazing. It's not about quantity, guys. It's about quality, right? I've seen amazing people in really small niches with 500 people crush their first launch, but it's because they built the bond and they attracted the right person and they were very niched down. So 5,000 is my benchmark. If you're selling a membership, 10,000 is usually the benchmark. Yes, that's what's required. Memberships have churn, which means people cancel all the time. They look at it as a bill and not as an investment, even if you're in the B2B space like I am. So trust me, if I'm running a membership site for six years, you do not want to just start a membership without having a solid email list. So make if you're maybe under a thousand, your first goal is to get to one thousand. Then your next goal is two thousand, then five thousand, then ten thousand, right? Stair step it. No one just builds a list um in a day. 
it's a process it's a marathon and so you need to be willing to put in the work and finally you need to build your audience build your tribe build your community whether that's on youtube or on instagram or on pinterest and when i mean pinterest that's more of like your traffic channels but you want to build a community you want to build your core group of people and you want to service them way before you sell them right anytime we're talking about business we're talking about two very basic things selling and serving serving and selling that's what business is about and so those are the two things that you need to do okay we have gone into so many different strategies we've talked about those four key steps that you want to take and i truly hope that this has been helpful i hope that it's opened your eyes to the realities that very few people talk about in the space about what it really takes to transition from a service-based business into courses and listen once you do it is the most freeing thing ever. It gives you time freedom, financial freedom, and limitless scalability. We all want that. So I love digital products. So I always encourage you to start moving into the next phase of your business because we love services, but we don't want to stay in services forever. At some point, we want to start growing in more passive ways and just creating multiple revenue streams, even if you still offer a core service, which I think it's a great idea. So I hope that this has encouraged you. I hope that it's brought some key inspiration into your life. If you're in the process of scaling out your service-based business, or even just thinking about better ways that you can monetize. And hey, if this podcast episode maybe wasn't necessarily for you, make sure to share it with a friend. And if it was for you, definitely share it with a friend who might be going through the same thing. Because I truly think that if we, if Chris and I had to niche down, this would be our thing like honestly this would be one of our things just because we do it so much inside the business lounge we do it so much in our coaching programs that just i don't know we seem to attract people in the service-based space and i love that so highly highly recommend kind of putting all this into action listen to this podcast more than once if you need to and let's start getting you to transition in an effective way of course i would love to hold your hand through this process inside the business lounge membership so if you're not just signed up for the waitlist make sure that you sign up and i hope i hope to see you there if you enjoyed this episode don't forget to go over to our blog post that accompanies each one of these shows we're going to link all the awesome resources including that success path that you're going to want to grab right now and i hope to see you in the next episode i love you i mean that and until next time don't forget to keep moving forward in your dreams and your purpose and so i can't wait to see you continue stepping into those gifts that god has given you and moving forward with passion and confidence i love you i mean that and i will see you in the next episode un beso bye for now and hey, we're interrupting the show real quick just to tell you about the sponsor of this episode. If you want to finally stop ghosting your audience for good and move away from inconsistency with your content creation, we have the perfect solution for you. It's our brand new content calendar playbook, and it's chock full of over 200 plus caption starters, done for you social media post prompts, and over 70 pages of templates and resources and tools so that you know exactly what to say to keep your audience engaged, excited, and coming back for more consistently. Listen, you know that your content has been a problem for a while. And if that's the case, it's time to get off your booty and actually do something about it. Just for our podcast listeners, you can go over to contentcalendarplaybook.com 
calendarplaybook.com. That's contentcalendarplaybook.com and get an incredible deal on 90 days plus of content strategy that's done for you. You're going to absolutely love this new resource. And I know it's going to make a huge difference with helping you stay consistent with your content creation and getting back in the game when it comes to attracting attention for your business. Alrighty, back to the show. <laughs> 